What's going on, good people? This is your boy Amir, aka the Magic Man, and you are listening to Paperbacks and Soundtracks. Today's episode is brought to you by Of All Good Things. If you're anything like me and you dig handmade jewelry, this is the place for you. With these stylish and unique pieces of handmade jewelry made with semi-precious stones, wood and glass beads, and much more, you will definitely be able to take your style to the next level. So be sure to check out of all good things for their durable and handmade jewelry for men and women. Trust me when I tell you, you will not regret it. The website is etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash of all good things. Once again, that's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash of all good things. You could also find their catalog on Instagram and they also do custom orders on there. Their Instagram pages of all good things underscore spirit. Once again, of all good things underscore spirit. And that's on their IG page. So, you know, go check them out, man. I got a couple of their pieces. I love them. I get a lot of compliments on them. You know, they're they're made for everybody. So check it out. Now let's get on with the show. Peace. What's going on, good people? This is your boy Amir, aka the Magic Man, and you're listening to Paperbacks and Soundtracks. This is episode number 10. Man, I can't believe I got 10 episodes, yo. This is like the dopest thing ever. I'm still having a good time doing this. I think you guys are having a good time listening to it because it seems like you keep coming back. And I really appreciate that, yo. So to show my appreciation, I wanted to switch it up a little bit this week uh, for this episode. You know what I'm saying? Like I was sitting sitting at home trying to figure out how to do something a little bit different for you guys and i couldn't think of anything you know so i started looking at the calendar and i'm like man what's what can i do for thursday yo and then it hit me thursday today is valentine's day man so what better way to celebrate valentine's day than to give you guys my top five power couples you know what i'm saying they don't have nothing to do with their powers and abilities it's just really just how they handle business and how they go about things in the comics you know and I, people that i think are really dope so you know don't get too crazy you know this is this is my top five your top five can be different you know what i'm saying and, you know what better way to discuss that than maybe you know hit me up on facebook on the facebook group at paperbacks and soundtracks or you can hit me up on um instagram paperbacks and soundtracks or twitter you know we can have a conversation about this and you know i want to know what your top five or top 10 maybe i don't know we can expand it if you guys want to let's just get the conversation going but we're going to start with my top five and at number five it's the most frustrating couple that uh, I've ever read, you know what I'm saying, in my short time of reading comic books. And, you know, I've seen them off and on on TV shows, uh, movies, you know, they just they just get on my nerves so much. But they're like made for each other. And hopefully one day uh, they'll, they'll, you know, lock it down. We got Batman and Catwoman, all right, from Gotham City, DC Comics. These two... 
they've been going back and forth for over 70 years, man. And they just can't get it right. But it's like they always just come back to each other every single time, you know. They go their separate ways and they bring it right on back home to each other. And, you know, it's cool, but it's frustrating a little bit because you just want them to tie the knot and just finally get over their differences. But, you know, you got Batman, who is Bruce Wayne to the public. And you got Catwoman, who is Selena Kyle. And, you know, these two have been through a lot in their time um, coming up in Gotham. You know, Bruce Wayne saw his parents get killed. Selena Kyle has been living on her own and, you know, basically surviving in the streets ever since she was a, you know, a young teenager, you know, even being involved in like, I, I, I kind of looked up the history of her a little bit, said that she was involved in like prostitution and stuff like that's part of her origin story but you know origin stories change up all the time in comics so you can't really pick just one you know if you, you got to kind of do your research and see where the, the um the character has come from you know what i'm saying but that was one of the things that i found so she's always been in the streets and you know they both were uh trained by someone uh, and in the martial arts and how to fight and just beastly like they both of them have great hands <laughs> you know what I'm saying? don't roll up on them because they will definitely put you down they're both great acrobats you know they're always jumping from rooftop to rooftop just all around gotham you know they just handle their business but you know as far as powers and stuff like that neither one of them really they don't have any at all you know what i'm saying like they're just straight up regular human beings or in the books and they just do a lot of extraordinary stuff but um as far as like they're both very intelligent and catwoman she's like a master thief yo like she is like she has like those cat like reflexes very quiet sneaky can sneak up on you behind and put you down real quick you know pickpocket and get all kinds of stuff out you without you even knowing it you know what i'm saying she's very good at stealing things but you know her, her her man that she's in love with batman he is a great detective so yeah it's not going to be many cases that are going to go unsolved with him so you know that's kind of where they always clash is like she's never going to change as far as like stealing things and just being a criminal essentially and he's never going to stop being a hero like that's just who they are you know and unless they can kind of find a way to change one another they're they're probably never going to be together um the story that i was reading or that i've been reading batman um the rebirth story by tom king he actually did uh at one point try to marry these two off like it's like i said it's been ongoing for seven, 70 plus years and you know this is the first time i'm ever reading a story a full story like of batman or batman run you know i did read um dark knight returns which was really good but this is something you know then that, that was iconic like everybody talked about that so that's why i read it but as far as batman rebirth goes that tom king is writing it's like 50 50 people love it and people hate it like there's no in between when it comes to this story i'm one of the people that love it um the story is coming together very well to me but it did frustrate me with the the catwoman and uh, batman part where they brought them together to get married and essentially it didn't happen i'm not gonna spoil why it didn't happen because 
Tom King says it's a 100 issue story. You got to go all the way to the end. So there's reasons why uh, those two are not together. And I've reviewed the story on on the show many times. So definitely go check out um, Batman, uh, Tom King's run. It's a very, very good story. And I'm actually um, checking out uh, a trade paperback. It's called um, Hush. Batman Hush, uh, who is written by Escapes Me right now. I'm so sorry. But if you look it up, you'll find it. Um, apparently, you know, one of my boys, he let me borrow it. Apparently, basically, like this story gives a lot of background to what Tom King has been writing in his run. So I'm really interested in reading that. So I'm definitely going to read it. And, you know, if it's, if it's good enough, I'll definitely bring it to you guys and, you know, talk about it here on the show. And, to, you know, maybe you guys can go check it out for yourself, too. So, yeah, definitely check out Batman and Catwoman. Those two are crazy as hell. And, you know, they're like magnets. If you flip them the opposite way, they just they don't want to be together, but they want to be together. It's crazy. So the next um, couple that I'm going to talk about, my number four couple, um, they are a king and queen tandem. You know what I'm saying? just great fighters great warriors and to me great leaders um we got aquaman and mira you know or aquaman aka arthur curry and his wife mira uh if you've seen the movie aquaman you've seen both of these characters um it was a pretty dope movie i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i can't i'm not gonna lie i watched it at home so i wasn't upset about it (laughs) but um yeah, these two, man, they have a pretty unique um, background story. Uh, first off, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't really a big Aquaman fan, right? But um, my big brother, he was reading Aquaman, and he's like, yo, this story is good. Yo, this story is good. Yo, this story is good. Like, he just kept saying it over and over again until I finally decided to pick up the trade paperback and read it and this is the that's the best part about paper trade uh trade paperbacks you if you read the story like you can you can get like six books right there at one time so you don't have to have a break every week to read it or every couple of weeks to read the story like i can read as much as i want right here and get a good understanding and if i want to keep reading it i'll go pick up individual issues afterwards and that's what i did you know you got Arthur Curry, uh, his his basically his background is his his mother is a, the queen of Atlantis, right? She gets into like you know some trouble and rock, washes up on shore. Atlantis is in the water, and uh, Arthur's father, who is a, a lighthouse uh, work watcher, basically like he finds her, pulls her on shore. They pretty much start a relationship, fall in love with each other, and they have Arthur. She returns back to the ocean and basically gets killed. And, you know, Arthur winds up being raised by his father on on land, you know. But as he gets older, he just needs to get back to his roots. He needs to get back to his throne uh, in Atlantis. Right. And he does that. And, you know, as he's going back, you know, and wanting to go back, he's developing these powers and these abilities and one of his powers which i think is really cool is that he can he can talk to the animals 
and communicates with the animals in the ocean, right? A lot of people clown him for this. Like, oh, he's a fish talker. He's a fish talker. But to me, that's pretty freaking dope, yo. Like, if you're in the ocean and you come into my territory to fight me, I got mad backup. Like, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do while I'm down here with my, with my, you know, my animal friends, you know? So he's always going to have backup around him at all times. And he's also a very strong fighter. Like, he's, he's, a, he's superhuman, you know what I'm saying? So he's very strong, very fast, just a great warrior. And he's also pretty nice with that trident, you know what I'm saying? That little staff that he carries. Yo, don't roll up on him, okay? Do not roll up on Aquaman he will put you down you know what i'm saying but yeah he returns home to atlantis to to sit on the throne as the king of atlantis right but there's like basically in this story if you could think of like uh we can think of like game of thrones right there's a bunch of different little kingdoms inside the big kingdom right and at, at the top is uh, King Arthur, you know, Arthur Curry, Aquaman. But there's other little kingdoms that exist. Mira was a part of a different little kingdom. She is a part of a kingdom called uh, Zebul. And her father was the king there. And there was a war that happened. And a lot of people in Zebul were, were killed. And they just held a grudge against the throne where arthur's family was sitting on top of like they had always had a grudge against them and they basically they made a vow that they would take whoever out once you know somebody came back on the throne that was a part of that war so it happened to be that arthur came back was on the throne mira has been trained since a young girl to be just a deadly warrior yo like great assassin and she has these powers where she can control water and it's called hydrokinesis so basically like she can turn the water into like a hard brick basically and just slam you in the chest with it or throw you through the air with it like she can just control all the water around her and it's really dope like you see a lot of different uses for it when you read uh aquaman's rebirth story by dan abnett it's a really really dope story but you can see a lot of examples of her powers in these stories like mira is definitely not like a a background character like she's right at the forefront with arthur but back to their little story so basically uh mira is assigned to go kill arthur when he comes back to take the throne of atlantis and when she gets there she pretty much finds it hard to complete that task because she has a heart, man. She can't do it. So they wind up, you know, being friends. I mean, she still was thinking about trying to kill him, but she just couldn't do it. They fall in love. And next thing you know, they're married and they're king and queen. So, of course, with her falling in love, she can't go back home to where she was supposed to be because she didn't complete her task. So basically, her father's like, don't ever come back here. She's, she winds up marrying Arthur becomes the queen of Atlantis and they run things together as a unit. It's, it's a really, really solid uh, relationship and they always have each other's back and it's really dope. And even uh, in Dan Abnett's story, like at one point in the story, well, basically where we are now, uh, Mira and Arthur actually switch roles. You know what I'm saying? There was an attack on the throne they kind of got the victory you know this attack 
but kind of they, they kind of didn't because Mira is still a beast and she was able to wind up um, becoming just the queen of Atlantis all by, by herself. You know, I don't want to get too deep into the story because I haven't really talked about Aquaman on the story. I mean, on the show, but there is um, a new writer, you know, Dan Abnett's run is over. So if you want to dive into that, you know, the story, like I said, it's it's kind of like, you know, Game of Thrones of the sea you know like everybody's fighting to be at the head of the the table or at the at the top of the throne so definitely check out his run and the new run that i'm checking out now is pretty good it's two it's two stories in um once i get to get the third issue if i'm really feeling it i'll, I'll talk about it on uh, on paperbacks and soundtracks with you guys but until then you know definitely go check out dan abnett's run uh rebirth aquaman series really dope mira's a beast uh and they're just a great couple to you know celebrate on valentine's day man great job uh at dc comics with you know building those two up so couple number three these these, these two are a little different you know what i'm saying um when I started my comic book journey, I wanted to find someone or a team book, basically. I wanted to find a team book. And I didn't want to go the usual X-Men route, but I did. I did pick up an X-Men story and I read it to the end and it was okay. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't something to write home about, but it was okay. But at the same time, I picked up another team book and I was reading both of these stories at the same time. So it was kind of like comparing the two as I was reading them. And the story that I picked up was written by Charles Soule and it was called The Uncanny Inhumans. Now you're like, well, what the heck is The Inhumans? You know, they had a TV show. Probably a lot of people didn't watch it. I didn't watch it because I didn't think it was that good. But um, The Uncanny Inhumans. So The Inhumans are basically, um, they're kind of like the X-Men, all right? So they got these different powers and abilities and but they have to go through this the, uh, this transition is called teragenesis. So basically, they put you inside of this cocoon, right? And it fills up with this green mist, and you sit in there for you know a couple days, and then finally the cocoon opens up, and you come out, and you either look different, or you know you have a new power. Now this power is supposed to already be inside of you but if you don't go through this teragenesis it's never it's never going to come out like you're never going to know what type of inhuman you will be so some parents choose to do it and some parents choose not to put their child through it these two characters definitely went through it you got black bolt and medusa now when i started reading this story they were the king and queen of adeline all right so this is in Marvel, so don't get it confused with Atlantis. You know, I kind of had to put them together, like, back-to-back, back, so I'm sorry about that. But this is Adelan over in Marvel Comics, right? So these two have a pretty interesting history, though, okay? They've known each other since they were young, you know, before they even had their powers and abilities. And we'll get to their powers and abilities shortly. But they... they, they essentially it's gonna sound crazy but they are cousins all right so hopefully i didn't lose everybody when i said that but they are definitely cousins all right black bolt's uncle married medusa's aunt 
right? So they're 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 related. So not to keep going back to Game of Thrones, I must really miss that show. Yeah, I mean, they need to hurry up and put it out. What is it? April that it comes out? Man, I can't I can't wait for that. But anyway, not to keep going back to Game of Thrones, but you know, like in Game of Thrones, like the um, I'm not gonna remember their names right now, but the brother and sister that that are married to keep their the, the the royalty in the bloodline you know they have the kids and all that stuff so essentially that's what they do in the inhuman books like they marry cousins and stuff like that to keep the royalty like in their family like without trying to pass it on to other families they just want to keep it to themselves and that's what happens here with black bolt and medusa but the thing is, like, they really are in love. Like, it's not just, like, a plan that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, these two have, like, a special connection. So, Black Bolt, we're talking about him. His powers are, he has a, a hypersonic voice. So, even at the slightest whisper, if he rolls up on you and he whispers in your ear, he can kill you just with a whisper. So if he yells, if he yells, his voice is very powerful. If he yells, he can destroy like half a Nork if he wanted to. That's where I'm at. He can destroy half a Nork easily. So yeah, he's a super powerful dude, super strong, super fast, great fighter also. But that voice, man, if he uses it, everybody's done. So he's, they call him like the silent king. You know what I'm saying? But he's he's very he's a very powerful king. Like people respect the hell out of him. So his wife, Medusa, her powers are very unique too. She when she when she went through the Terragenesis, like when she came out, basically her hair got all this crazy abilities. So just like um, the the character Medusa with all the snakes in her hair. This Medusa's hair can do similar things. And now they don't turn into snakes, but her hair is like this bright red, orangish color hair. And it's really long and it just flows all over the place. It just moves all around. But she's controlling it. So in battle, like basically her hair, like say there's like eight people surrounding her at one time. She can make her hair go into eight different directions and grip everybody up around their necks and choke them out easy you know what i'm saying like her hair is super powerful she can pick a grown man up off his feet with her hair and they say that her, her the, every strand of her hair is like iron you know what i'm saying it's like a strand of iron so she can definitely kill people with her hair and it's pretty amazing but um and she's also super powerful she's you know a pretty decent fighter um, most people don't get too close to her because her hair is just just that. But if you cut her hair, which has happened in the comics, she doesn't have any powers. Like that's about it. She's just a great leader, which is cool because they're both great leaders. And what's awesome about these two is that the way they communicate. And communication is definitely key, like in relationships. You know what I'm saying? But these two basically, all right. So like I said, Black Bolt can't talk. All right. He is not allowed to say any words unless he's trying to kill somebody. So what him and Medusa have come up with is their own form of uh, sign language. Only those two know it. Nobody else knows what the hell they're talking about when they're doing their sign language thing. You know what I'm saying? Even also like um, 
Medusa can read Black Bolt's body language, which is like, damn, you really got to know somebody to be able to read their body language. Like, it takes some, it takes some couples a long time to learn that. And these two, like, they're they're that connected that, you know, he can just make a twitch with his eyebrow, and she's just like, um, y'all need to get the hell out of here because he's about to, he's about to go off. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's a really, really dope um, relationship that they have. Uh, so like I said earlier, so I, I read Uncanny Inhumans, right? By Charles Soule. Now, it was a dope story, but I never read anything about the Inhumans before ever. So it was kind of like me being young in the game as far as my comic book journey goes. And it was a slight mistake to read that first. Not a big one, but it was a little, little, little mistake because basically they were talking about things that I didn't understand. You know what I'm saying? So if, but Charles Soule is a great writer, so he would, he would bring it back around eventually so I can get a good understanding of it. But I, I would have to look things up. Like, what are they talking about here? So I don't want you guys to make that mistake in your journey. If you want to read Uncanny Inhumans, which I suggest is, it's a really decent read, really good read, fun read. Um, what you should start off with though and what I'm going to go back and do eventually is pick up um, a story it's, in, it's titled Inhumans it came out in 1999 it was written by Paul Jenkins and basically this is the best way to learn like the full dynamics of all of the Inhuman family so there's a team of Inhumans and they're called like the Royal Family essentially and they they protect like Adelaide, but they're led by Medusa and Black Bolt, but they're called the Inhumans all together. And yeah, it's the best way to really understand and learn all of their powers, all of their abilities, how they can, you know, how they all connect with each other and just a really great starting point. So definitely check that out. Inhumans by Paul Jenkins. And when you're done with that, Go find the trade for Uncanny Inhumans by Charles Soule. And that's at Marvel Comics, like I said. So we're getting closer. We're getting closer to the to the to the lower, to the higher tier of my uh most powerful couples. Um we got my one of my favorites. Um they they had TV shows on Netflix, and Jessica Jones had her own show, right? In the beginning. And a lot of people saw it and they saw that Luke Cage was on her show. But what a lot of people don't under, didn't understand about him being on there, like he just came in, they had a little fling and, you know, boom, he's out. He has his own show now. But what a lot of people don't understand is the reason why they did that is because in the comic books, they are husband and wife. Okay. And they're probably one of the most realistic couples that you will read in comics and so you got luke cage and you got jessica jones right and they're from marvel comics uh like i said they're the most realistic couple that you will read right but their background stories are really dope because they're kind of similar so with luke cage a lot of people have seen this his tv show on netflix um he gets his powers through an experiment he was in jail and they were trying to recreate the super soldier serum basically like turn make make another captain america and it didn't work out that way um it kind of went haywire and instead of getting captain america 
you get Luke Cage, who is super strong, uh, bulletproof. You know, his, his skin is unbreakable. So, you know, they call him Power Man. You know what I'm saying? And he goes back into the inner cities and he goes there and, and he tries to help his people in Harlem. Then you got Jessica Jones, on the other hand. She's she has some of the same powers, you know, she's not unbreakable like Luke, but she can take a punch, you know what I'm saying? But she can really deliver one too, you know. She's super strong just like him. Um, but a little different thing is that her abilities allow her to fly. They didn't show that in the show for some reason. They just showed her like jumping really high and stuff, but she can actually fly. And she got her powers in a car accident, actually, with her parents. Her parents both were killed. They were hit by, like, this military convoy that was carrying um, uh, radioactive chemicals, right? And they hit, you know, their car, and all these chemicals got on Jessica. She went into a coma for a while, but when she woke up, she had these special abilities. And what they kind of talk about a little bit in the Netflix series is that she was she dressed up as a superhero like a costume superhero at one point in her life and she was called jewel she didn't really like it after you know for too long so she stopped doing that and she just opened up her own like private eye you know private investigations company called alias right and she dressed up in the leather jacket and the jeans and all that stuff real cool right so kind of the same way that uh Luke Cage went. He went for he went to a uh, like a private eye situation, but he went into it with a good friend of his named Iron Fist, who is Danny Rand. He has his own show. Also, this is how they all connect. They didn't. They don't really talk about it too much, but this is how they all connect uh, in the comic books. So they have their own private eye thing, and they're called Heroes for Hire. So, because they want to work in the inner cities with their people and protect the people on, you know, ground level. They're not trying to do all those big superhero things, even though they do get called upon, like, in the Avengers and stuff like that. But they keep it grounded, you know, and that's why I like both of these characters. So, what happens in the comics? How do these two come together? Uh, they wind up working a case together, all three of them, Danny, Luke, and Jessica. They all work a case together, and... After they're done, you know, Luke and Jessica, they, you know, they continue to talk and they realize that they have a lot in common. So, you know, when you have a lot in common with somebody, you start to kind of like them a little bit, you know, and these two start to feel each other, you know what I'm saying? And next thing you know, boom, they're in a relationship and, you know, they're always arguing and bickering back and forth, just like any other, you know, real couple, you know, they have their ups and downs, but they're always going to have each other's backs, you know? And they even have a daughter, which is crazy because I read this comic book when I when I first started reading comics, like just out of the blue. It wasn't something I was collecting. It was uh, my brother. He just had it laying around with the rest of his books. And I was like, what the heck is this about? So I read it. It was like a future version of the Avengers. And it was this woman who was dressed up like Captain America. And she was a black chick. And I'm like, man, OK, what's going on here? This is pretty dope. And it turned out to be Jessica Jones and Luke Cage's daughter. Her name is Danielle Cage. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, that's that's crazy. Because later on, when I found out this was their daughter, I was reading um, one of my favorite stories, Power Man and Iron Fist, written by David F. Walker. 
And I'm I'm just gonna take a moment and just let you know that I am still ticked off that that story got got discontinued. I don't know why they did it. I don't know if it was sales or whatever, but you know it's a lot of books that are whack that are still on the shelves for Marvel Comics, and this one should have been on the shelves because it was dope. Like not many people were complaining about this story it was funny it was gritty it had great action it had great story like i don't know and the artwork was amazing because it was done by sanford green so i don't know what marvel's deal was with that but they need to figure out and fix that and bring it back like whatever but anyway back to the back to the topic at hand jessica jones and luke cage so their daughter pops up in this power man iron fist story but she's a baby she's not a grown woman fighting crime in a Captain America suit. So I was like, you know, I had to go back and search and find out. I'm like, oh, snap, that was their daughter. So it was really dope to see that. Um, like I said, they're, they're the most realistic couple in, in comic books to me. And, you know, you can, get a, you can get examples of that in Power Man Iron Fist by David F. Walker. Or you could do the, the flip side of it. Uh, there's a, there was a uh, mini, not mini series, like a 12 or 14 issue series called Jessica Jones. Um, I read that. It was really deep, really good. It was written by uh, Brian Michael Bendis. And, and Jessica Jones actually created by him. Like that was one of the characters that he created years ago. So he's always written her character um, until now. He, he left Marvel. So somebody else is writing her. I don't really know how great it is because I, I wasn't really that into, you know, the story once it ended. But um, but definitely check it out. Like if it's something that you would think about reading and you like that private investigation stuff, it's really dope, especially the earlier stuff that she was in. But in this story, the Jessica Jones story, the, late, the later one that he wrote, you know, her and Luke Cage are having some, um, <laughs> uh, you know, married people problems and you know i don't really know all of those problems but they definitely having them and they're like fighting over custody over the daughter like it was really crazy but definitely a dope story to check out so you know that's one of my favorite couples uh luke cage and jessica jones over at marvel comics and now the time has come for my number one power couple in comic books uh, we got Black Panther and Storm. Yes. And I know a lot of people probably don't know that these two have been married uh, in, in other in past issues, but they have. And it, it's a very awesome relationship. So let me just start off by saying that I've only read one black panther series all right in my entire comic book you know journey and that was written by it and it still is written by ta-nehisi coach that was one of the first um comic books that i ever picked up was black panther what I, that i spent my own money on um and it's a really deep story but it was uh, at one point in the story storm you know came into the into the comics and everybody was so excited about that and i kind of knew that they were married in the past but i didn't know how big of a deal it was like a lot of people were so excited that he brought her back into black panther's life you know what i'm saying and you know they have a pretty unique history um they met when they were young and you know black panther t'challa wasn't even um 
he wasn't even a king at this point. He was just a young boy. And Storm was trying to figure out her life uh, on her own because her parents, you know, they had died. And she's just pretty much just trying to figure it out. She's Her powers are developing. Like I told you, X-Men... Uh, they have they have a mutant power that comes about when they hit puberty. So that's when their powers start to develop at that point. So she's on her little journey and she comes across this young boy who's being kidnapped. And it's actually T'Challa. And, you know, this story came about like back in the 80s. So this is like one of those, like I was telling you, like the origin stories. They always get changed around, but I like this one better. <laughs> I like this origin story. So basically, Storm saves T'Challa's life, right? Um, she uses her powers for the, you know, pretty much the first time to save someone, and she saves young T'Challa. And they kind of fall in love with each other after that, and you know all that good stuff. But they wind up going their their separate ways after that. And, you know, T'Challa grows up to be uh, Black Panther, and he also becomes the king of Wakanda. He works with the Avengers, you know what I'm saying? Like, he goes on his own little personal journey um, in his powers and abilities. Like, he's 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 always been a great fighter. But as you know from the movie, if you take the the heart-shaped herb, the purple heart-shaped herb, it gives you increased abilities like it enhances your foundation basically like you go from a great regular fighter to a superhero you know what i'm saying and it also gives you this thing called panther knowledge which they didn't really talk about in the movie like they showed that he can go back and talk to his father that was dead because of you know because he was taking the he took the heart-shaped herb you can do that but they don't really tell you that he can call upon all the past panthers whenever he wants so if there's something that he comes about that he faces and he doesn't know how to go about it basically what he can do is call upon you know these these other panther gods you know and they can direct him into the right you know the right path you know to handle the situation so i always thought that that was really dope and really deep because it's like it tells you basically you can't know where you're going if you don't know where you're from you know so it's really deep like black panther is a very deep story and it's it's not just a superhero running around trying to save the world like it's really about a man trying to balance being a king and being their their hero being their savior at the same time so and they're not the same at all you know what I'm saying? neither one of those roles are the same uh and he's also very intelligent they don't tell you this in the, in the movie but he invented his black panther suit like, he's a super, super intelligent person. So, you know, while he's doing that, living his best life, fighting with the Avengers, Storm, on the other hand, is living her best life. You know, she she did, her, her powers develop even more as she grows older. And even to the point where right now, in the comics, I read an article that said that she could possibly be an Omega-level mutant. So, for those that don't know, Omega level uh, mutant is somebody whose powers are just through the roof. Like, they untouchable, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they ain't, they not regular. And that's what they're saying is a possibility with her now in the comic books, which I think is awesome, awesome. So, you know, people think that all she does is just throw lightning bolts and 
thunder and all that stuff and rain like that's not the only thing that she can control like yes she can control the rain but she can make it snow she can make it thunder lightning she can even turn it into a sunny day if she wanted to with her powers like all this she does all this controlling like the electromagnetic energy that's within all these different uh weather patterns you know what i'm saying like she can bend them at her will you know what i'm saying even to the point that when she was um in in the comic book that i was reading they were calling well the black panther comic book that i was reading they were calling her uh the goddess of of the weather you know what i'm saying like she's a goddess to some of those people in wakanda and i love that <laughs> you know what i'm saying i love that but you know she developed all her power she becomes this beast and she's a one of the leaders of the x-men you know so not only did she just become a beast at the you know with with her powers she became a great leader for the x-men and she still does lead the team in different books um but you know all that's well and good you know what i'm saying but these two they finally get back together you know what i'm saying they come back together they go on their life journeys living their best lives but they realize that they need to be with each other and t'challa definitely did not pass up his opportunity to get down on one knee and ask storm to marry him and this was like an epic event in comic book history um your boy is still young in the game so i have to get to that story but you know doing the research and stuff like i found i found out that this was an epic story that i need to read you know what i'm saying like i'm not only just bringing books to you guys i'm bringing books to myself that i want to check out and this was um black panther volume four right this was written by reginald uh hudlin you know he even did um the black panther movie that came on bet years ago which was really dope i did watch that so some of that is based off of his story but i still want to read the comic um but yeah in that storyline uh you know he marries off panther and storm yo and they just they go around the world just you know celebrating their their marriage like showing all the people like yo we did we the new you know we the kings and queen right now wakanda get with it or get gone you know what i'm saying in a nice way though, in a nice way they're super powerful together um but it doesn't last long man it only lasts for like six years and the reason being is because somebody decided to write a story that I have not read and I won't, probably won't read, but um, the Avengers versus the X-Men, um, it put them two on two opposite sides. It's, to me, that's that's stupid because you're together. You might as well stay together and stay out of that war, but they didn't. You know, they, they chose their sides uh on the war trying not to get in each other's face you know but you know things happen and at one point in that story uh neymar he's like he's aquaman and of marvel basically like but i don't really like him because he walks around with like just regular draws on like yeah like dude why do you have a speedo on all the time like where are your pants dude where are your pants neymar put them on but anyway um yeah so he he makes like this huge wave he creates this huge wave and it just wipes out all of Wakanda and kills a lot of people and just destroys the, the whole country, man. And, you know, Black Panther was devastated by this because he couldn't protect his country. Like, that's his one job as a king and as Black Panther is to, to protect his country. So, you know, him and Storm, they come across each other in this war 
and they're still married at this time. You know what I'm saying? They're still married, but Panther's just like, yo, you weren't here. I needed you here to protect our country. Like you're the queen of this country also. And you were all fighting with the X-Men and you know, honestly, this ain't going to work. Uh, I want a divorce, you know, and they end the relationship right there. Like, in one panel everybody was ticked off about that they couldn't believe that it happened and you know we had to move on but what's dope is that Tanahasi Coates in volume six of his Black Panther story he brings them back together so you know that's why everybody was so excited to have them back together because it just ended so soon and they were just a great powerful couple yo and Tanahasi is doing a great job with them. Like he's always throwing Storm into his Black Panther stories and stuff like that, because they're just in love with each other. Like they're not like Batman and Catwoman. Like they're not fighting it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're meant to be together, and they know that. But what they're doing is they're just bringing it nice and slow. You know what I'm saying? Bringing it, building the relationship the way it's supposed to be. To, so hopefully we'll get another, you know, a marriage between the two of them. You know, but till then. You got to wait and see, you know, so definitely check out Ta-Nehisi Coast Black Panther story. I will be reviewing his story, by the way. Uh, it's just it's so much going on. It's going to take me a minute to really get it together for you guys. So I don't confuse you because it's it's not just a simple, like easygoing story. Like it's pretty deep, yo. So I want to be able to explain it the proper way because it's a lot going on. And definitely when you guys get a chance, just like I, I hope I get a chance to, I want to read um, Reginald Hudlin's story, uh, the Black Panther story. It was a volume four. So if you go to your comic book shops, let them know that you want to check that out because you get, you know, it's just like the Inhumans book. I was telling you guys, you get like a lot of history in that storyline, too. So definitely check out all of these characters and their journeys together as husband and wife or that's crazy boyfriend crazy girlfriend king and queen like just check them out man and i'm sure you guys will all enjoy them and yeah that's 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 the part that i want i just wanted to get that part across to you guys for for the comic books um as far as the music goes today i'm not doing how i used to do with you guys i'm usually doing it with, with giving you guys a review of some music i'm listening to what i'm going to do is remind you that yesterday I put out volume one of uh, Paperbacks and Soundtracks presents Love Chronicles volume one. <laughs> it's 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 just especially for Valentine's Day, man. So I set the mood yesterday. I dropped volume one. Volume two will be out tonight for you guys to play in the background. I got a lot of dope music on here. Me and my boy um, Wayne the Professional, we put together a playlist for y'all. We sat and talked for like almost four hours, y'all between either text or and then we just got on the phone and just started talking you know we were trying to come up with some bangers for y'all man like we want y'all to be able to enjoy your night and have a nice little playlist in the background so you're gonna find stuff like sweet lady by tyrese um read your mind by avant you know who can i run to by escape you know nothing even matters by lauren hill and d'angelo yo like that's just that's just to name a few you know what i'm saying on volume one um, volume two, I'm not spoiling that. I know y'all was feeling volume one, so check out volume two. It's gonna be on um, Spotify. I'm gonna have it on Apple Music, and I'm gonna have 
and available on YouTube. So you can find all these playlists. I'll have the links for them on all my social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So you guys can click that button, play that music, and just chill out with your loved one wherever y'all going, where y'all riding out somewhere, or if y'all just staying in the house and just going to cook a meal together, man. But definitely show somebody some love tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be all closed up in the house and you know go go find somebody to spend time with even if it's not like a significant other if it's like your your, your mom your, you know your dad your grandma anybody yo I, I know it's not just i mean you should be showing love to people every day but if you're not doing it right now start today you know what i'm saying start today and keep it going for the rest of the year, man. Just show love, you know? Because that's what I represent here at Paperbacks and Soundtracks. I represent love, happiness, and peace. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say it at the end of every show. I wish all of y'all peace. And I'm going to do that right now. I wish y'all peace and love and happiness tonight on Valentine's Day. Go out and be powerful and mighty. And enjoy your night, y'all. Be safe. And this is your boy, The Magic Man, and Paperbacks and Soundtracks. Peace. Thanks again for listening to Paperbacks and Soundtracks. This is your boy Amir, aka the Magic Man. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, click that subscribe button. And if you really enjoy what you're listening to, come follow me at the Facebook group page, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Paperbacks and Soundtracks. On there, I'll be sharing comics that I'm reading, music that I'm listening to, and I also want you guys to share your hunts when you're out there looking for comics or what you're listening to throughout the week. So let's have a discussion. So come on and join the show. And remember, you don't need superpowers to be a superhero. Peace. Peace.